Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Pain is temporary. It may last for a minute, or an hour, or a day, or even a year. But eventually, it will subside, and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it will last forever. Good morning, all. Welcome to another installment of Warriors of the Good. We are back wherever you may be and however you may be listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Anchor FM. We are excited to have you in and to be listening today. Core Panarolo alongside Stephen J. Fenton. Steve, another weekend is upon us, my friend. It's Friday, baby. Let's keep this train rolling. You ready? Good morning, Corey. I'm ready. I'll say uh, happy uh, February, must I say, to everybody. And I know that um, good old Groundhog Bill, I believe, if I'm correct, uh, I believe this time he didn't see his shadow. Is that right, Corey? I believe he didn't. Yeah, you know so what that I think means, we have folks. some spring is on its way. It's music to my ears. So last past couple of days have been nice, though, here in New Jersey. You can't complain, right? We've had some nice weather. It's like a little bit of a tease. We're back to a little cold weather, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Nice, cold, rain, shine, snow. The goodness is out there, my friend. The goodness is out there. The goodness is out there here in New Jersey from four degrees. The days to 64 degrees next week. And where's the good? We keep rolling. We have a great lineup today, folks. Great lineup. We're excited for today's show. Um, I'm sure you will all love what we have in store. Uh, no word of the day today, folks, but, 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 that is all right. This episode is driven by you, and Steve and I, we're here to answer your questions, a fun Q&A submitted by our listeners, as we're trying to get more in touch with you all, and that is the goal here on Warriors Good. We're ready to connect and get more in touch with the community, um, community-driven show, uh, we hope we can do just that here on today's episode of Where's the Good. We're ready to take it to the next level. Like I said, Where's the Good? So let's give this a whirl. And without further ado, Steve, let's dive right in with our Q&A segment uh, for today's show. And prefacing, I guess, with the idea of the Q&A, uh, like I said a little bit before, um, you know, we want to, you know, continue just to, you know, see what's on our future warriors' minds. You know, we, Steve and I, will come up with word of the days that we truly believe that a warrior of the good should possess. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, we can't necessarily hear you guys while we're doing our podcast. Now, you can listen to us for sure. But uh, if you have questions and, you know, some of the routines and tactics uh, and what it takes to be a warrior of the good, um, we want to help you get to that point. Um, and by doing so, I, Steve, I think this is a great way to connect with our community. Um, and this is just going to help us continue um, to grow. I think even help us grow as warriors of the good and continuing to sp- uh, spread that goodness uh, day in uh, and day out. So let's dive right into it with our first question submitted, Steve from Berkeley Heights. And Steve and Jay Fenton, I will let you touch on this question first this is a great question um that i feel like everyone may encounter down the road uh in their future what advice do you have for people who may be stuck in a job field or industry they were okay with in their youth but have grown to dislike it the obvious answer is to kind of wave the white flag and get out. However, through our experience, expertise, and income that are tied to that industry, making a move may not be as simple as it would seem. 
Steve and Corey, what are your thoughts on someone that is possibly stuck in this situation? Steve, the floor is yours, my friend. Well, thanks, Corey. And more importantly, um, thank you, Steve, from Berkeley Heights for uh, being our inaugural Q&A um, uh, uh, person and uh, to reach out to our podcast and be able to give us the support as we're trying to do something that we feel in, in the world that uh, is inside of us, as we were talking about before, the goodness is in us. And, you know, Corey and I just like to really like to just reach out to you all and and be able to uh, spread that goodness. And like Corey said before, this is a show of you, you folks. So, Steve, from Berkeley Heights, thank you for this question. I think the, the, key, ad, the key in that uh, question was the word stuck. I think that's the key because that's a word in this story that Steve's talking about in this question is very, it's, it's a common theme. And because if you got to look at it from a sense that the person you were when you first got into something and, you know, maybe about 20, 10, 15 years prior to where you might be sitting now. And some of you folks even listening who might be younger are in the beginning of that process where you're going to be in about 15, 20, or even 30 years from this point on. And you're in that process saying, I'm about to begin where I'm heading and others are already where, where they started. So I think the key here is what Steve said in that um, question uh, that he submitted was the word stuck because to be a warrior of the good, as we're using that, um, uh, those words uh, together for our podcast and being able to really just use as a metaphor for something that we believe so strongly that's, living inside of you is that that word stuck is is actually not existent. And I know that's easy to say. And I know that's easy to say such as, because people could fight back to me or even uh, disagree with me and saying, how can you say that you're not stuck when you feel something that uh, you're, you're living in in the moment that you, you don't like? And you know, the easy answer even Steve said in there was like, yeah, the easy one is to get out. But sometimes that's difficult because of, you know, par- parts of your life that you're in, you know, parts of uh, responsibilities that you have. Uh, um, you're accountable for not just yourself at times later in your life. You're accountable for other human beings if you have a family, if you've gone that route or even not. But the reason I say stuck is the non-existent term is simply because of the fact that what happened to you and where you're at from what happened in the past or what the choices you made in the past, the easy way to look at this, Steve, from Berkeley Heights, as well as all the other folks listening, is to say that I regret what I'm doing and it got me to where I am, that I don't want to do what I'm doing right now, I don't like what I'm doing right now, and I should have done something different back then. Now, I'm not telling people to not regret because that's, that's, that's a whole nother episode for a future podcast, the word regret. But tonight I'm here to tell folks what I'm telling you about right now is the fact that stuck is, should be replaced with the word or the stuck should be replaced with the word understand it. Because you can't change what happened, and nor should you. See, Steve, you were supposed to go through that. You were supposed to become whatever it is you're doing in your life at that point when you were younger. There's some reason, somehow, that whatever it is you made that choice back then that you need for you right now. So as you're sitting in this position, whatever you're doing, you are not stuck because you are the same person inside of you you were back then. You, folks, I know people can say to me that you disagree, that you don't change, and you, and you, uh, through your life you do change through your life, and parts of you will alter. But the truth is that the person that you are inside, deep inside of your spirit, does not. You know that. The person you look at in the mirror. Every day, that's the person that does not change. There's something inside of that. And Steve, whoever you were, way back in those days when you made that choice, you're that same person today. You might not like 
You might not like what you're doing, but you're not stuck. Is the choice to get out? Is the choice to take a major risk? Is the choice to give up financial security potentially? Is the choice to give up protection? I can't answer that. Corey can't answer that. Steve from Berkeley Heights, your best friends can't answer that. The man in the mirror can. You're not stuck, my friend. You're not. You're the same person that you were when you made that choice to go into this, whatever that field may be. The truth is there's something inside of that choice that you need to use at this moment right now to make the next choice. Because the goodness inside of us, Corey, the goodness that we are, the being the warrior of going after that good, there's good in there. You might be in this situation, but there's goodness from that 20-year-old or however old, you, however old you were when you made that choice to that point right now that is still inside of you waiting to help you. Because the goodness just doesn't disappear, Steve. The goodness just doesn't go away. What you need to do right now is you need to be a warrior. And you need to fight your fight to make the right choice for yourself. Because, my friend, you are not stuck. That's a great question, Corey. I really felt it was a great question to start off with, too. Because comfort is a thing in life that people get very ingrained in. Very, uh, um, very used to. And comfort is something that people, you know, Usually in their lives, they go to and they use it to their advantage and then they complain and then they point the finger when they miss in the point that I said before. Stuck should be replaced with understanding. What are we understanding? You're understanding the man in the mirror, my friend, Corey. You're understanding the man in the mirror. Steve, wonderfully said, um, and I couldn't agree with you more. The, the one thing that uh, you know I took away, like you said, the man in the mirror, you know, that's the only one who can make a judgment call at the end of the day. You know, it's so funny with, you know, careers and, you know, occupations. I I, kind of break it off into two categories. That's how I've always looked at it. And, you know, I feel like sometimes some people, whether you're quote unquote uh, forced upon to do something, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of, you know, TV series or movies, um, kind of is, you know, the dad wants their son to be a lawyer or a doctor. The mom wants their daughter to be, like I said, lawyer or a doctor. And, you know, like you said, it's never too late. You know, if you follow your heart, um, and you let your heart guide you. Um, and I believe that, Everything does happen for a reason. Um, and when you, if, if you feel that you, it's time to make an adjustment um, and you take a step back and, you know, see if you, you know, whether it's financially can make the adjustment, morally can make the adjustment um, and see what you have to do to find um, that happiness. And I think that happiness can be achieved in all different shapes, ways, forms, whatever it may be. Um, People believe money is the key and the route to happiness. I highly disagree. I don't believe that is the case. You know, Corey, um, I got, I got, I got to add this in too because I was having a great conversation today with a uh, a personal friend of mine, and this just relates to Steve's question from Berkeley Heights about uh, what we're chatting about. Um, Deepak Tropa, and you've heard of him, right, Corey? Yes. Uh, um, you know, folks, I know a lot of people know about his writings, his uh, philosophies, his uh, sayings. Um, one thing that we were chatting about with my good friend today, and it was just a casual conversation. Um, and we were talking about coincidence. And Deepak Chopra said that things don't happen for coincidence. Now, again, this is something that people have taken in the world and said, well, you know, this is what religion believes in and that they go to a higher power. And so other people say, well, uh, you know, life is a bunch of um, of uh, chances that come up and, uh, you know, things happen and don't happen and you don't have any control over it. But Deepak, I think what Deepak Tropa was trying to say is that 
whether that's either one of those cases is true or not, that things purposely happen for a reason, which I, I happen to, out of my personal belief, folks, this isn't anything towards telling you to do things the way me and Corey do it. But I agree with Corey in that I do believe things happen for a reason. Or if you're on the other side of the, uh, on the other side of the boat thinking that, you know, um, things don't happen for a reason, things come along, um, and you deal with them one at a time and they don't mean anything. You go to the next thing. It doesn't matter because I think what Deepak Tropa is just trying to tell you is that you can't change it. We can't go back in the past. We can't go back to the future. We can't be Michael J. Fox in the DeLorean. Hmm. You can't. So the coincidence part is the beginning of the understanding of that man or woman in the mirror to put into your your perspective. It's not mine. It's not Corey's. It's not anybody else in your life. It's your perspective about situations, experiences, feelings that has to do with your life because it is worth it. Your life is worth it. So the word stuck should be put with understanding. It happened. It's not a coincidence. There's something inside of that situation that you need for this for this moment right now, Steve, from Berkeley Heights. You need it now. Use that back then for this now. And guess what? 20 years from now, you're going to use something from now then. Folks, that's what I think Deepak Chopra was trying to tell us in that situation. Couldn't agree more, Steve. Uh, everything happens for a reason. Uh, and the path that you are on and where you are in your life, um, you know, happiness can be achieved somehow in some way, like we mentioned before. Um, going off the point I had earlier in regards to Steve from Berkeley Heights question, um, and being a recent graduate from Seton Hall University um, in 2017, one thing, you know, as soon as I got um, in 2013, and fall of 2013 to Seton Hall University, um, I felt that I had something to prove mm. when, when mm. I first entered um, Seton Hall University. Mm. Um, and every, you know, since um, high school, um, and maybe you even remember when I was at Eisenhower School, Steve, um, as much as I believed I was a good person, um, you know, I consider myself almost um, as a very kind of a goofball of a kid, but always looking to make people's days happier by making them laugh. Um, not necessarily a class a class clown, but um, someone who, if you say, oh, Corey Ponderall, he was a funny kid. And I, when I, I'll never forget this moment. I hold it very dear to my heart and I don't tell many people about it but it was my senior year of high school Bridgewater Raritan High School um and it was towards the end of the year so me going into college um one of the last weeks of school and it was a class that I took Linda Aarons was a teacher um if I ever find a way I can reach out to her I wish I could send her an email because she really did change my life um definitely could talk about it in another episode but um, she brought in someone, I believe, from King's College, um, almost like a college, not necessarily a recruiter, but someone who just kind of broke down um, college and, you know, what a major was, just kind of hoping, giving us a few tips that we can bring um, when we did, if we decided to go to um, college and take our education to the next level. Um, and everyone went around the room and she said, you know, let's go around the room and, you know, something, you know, kind of provide, you know, what do you want to do down the road? You know, what do you want to do when you grow up? And that's the basic question. You know, when you're three years old, you say an astronaut, they may change down the road, right? Um, I was a big sports guy. I've always loved sports. And I remember I was the first one to go, coincidentally, right? It makes the story <laughs> wow. better, right? That's great. Um, and I said, I want to work in sports. And she kind of looked at me with, and kind of turned her head to the side and said, you may want to have a backup plan. Anything uh, else in mind? I was like, no, I will get back to you on that. Wow. And 
imagine hearing that prior going into college, you know, something you aspire to do and someone tells you that you may want to have a backup plan. Last one to leave class that day and Linda Aarons pulls me aside, the teacher of the class, and she said, you want to go in sports, right? I was like, yeah. She said, you're going to be in sports one day. I said, yeah, I hope so. And she said, no, if you put your mind to it and you have the drive to be an inspired and you're going to be in sports, Corey, I know that I've had you for however many months. You are a kind-hearted kid, and you have what it takes to go in sports. Don't let that woman tear down your dreams. Awesome. Didn't say a single thing, and I didn't even say thank you. Wait, I mean, I remember I didn't even say thank you. I was so in, like, a euphoric state. Sure. I just smiled, nodded my head, and walked right out of the room. What? Working's hard, folks. You have to work your way up, roll up your sleeves, learn the hard way, learn from the best, and do what you can. That's what I've kind of learned um, and what I perceive working to be. Um, and if you do those things, you know, success, you know, could follow. Can't say it will, but it, it should happen, excuse me, and follow. Uh, it sounds exhausting, right? And uh, it's also somewhat hollow. Um, and not necessarily meaningful and doesn't necessarily, like I said, resonate in real success. Um, Steve, this is where I kind of, and rather Steve from Berkeley Heights, not Steve and Jay Fenton. (laughs) Um, the belief that you have to pay your dues, you know, hustle to get ahead, uh, prove yourself to be, you know, one of the greatest in the world. Uh, You know, it fuels the sense of having to do what's expected. You know, from your boss, from your peers, from society, um, whatever that may be. You know, that's where I feel sometimes that's a surefire way to feel trapped. To feel like that you have to meet these expectations brought amongst people in whether it's a different career, your boss, your friends, your society. Steve from Berkeley Heights, look, if... You are having questions. Like I said, it's never too late to get out. The truth is you don't have anything to prove. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. And that's what I learned, um, you know, the day I got my diploma in my hands. Um, You know, I'm blessed to have the opportunity um, to work at the National Basketball Association um, and the Big East Conference, um, two great, great sports organizations. um, And I wouldn't trade it for the world. And yeah, Corey, you should have said any better with that story because you're never stuck. You understood yourself. And just folks, real quick, before we move on to the next question, I personally can say that Corey Pontarello has it was that goofball, fun loving, good person, even as a sixth grade student, and has never changed to this day. And that's why the man that you look at in the mirror is a warrior of the good. My friend, very, very, very thankful for those words. Um, but, yeah, it's funny. At the end of the day, we're full, full circle um, and able to spread stories like that. Um, and that's what makes this podcast um, so great, so unique. Um, and believe it or not, that was only our first question, folks. Um, and questions like that um, where Steve from Berkeley Heights does ask and – we can provide our life experiences and hopefully Steve from Berkeley Heights, when he does tune in um, to hear if his question was answered, um, can take something from what he asked us and submitted. And hopefully um, we answered something and help him kind of continue to find that happiness and grow that happiness in his life. Um, but Steve, question two, ready to roll on. This is Amanda from Edison. She asks, Hey there, Warriors of the Good. Question for you. Do you think there is a best time of the day to practice mindfulness or find peace slash meditation? Wow. Uh, Amanda from Edison, um, 
I want to thank you personally from uh, both Corey and I for uh, submitting a question, being our second uh, Q&A question. Um, you know, it's interesting because I actually, to be a little bit personal today, spent the entire day at my school where uh, um, I'm a health and physical education teacher out of the classroom today. I was in an in-school in professional development today because my school has a mindfulness team. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because my principal at my school, uh, and I'm very blessed to have this individual in my life, is very into helping humans, his teachers, become the best, le as least stressed and most balanced teachers they can be so they can be the most effective for their students. It starts with the top and then works its way down to the most important part, which is the core, our students. So a mindfulness team. I met with a group of teachers today from two schools, and we we discussed not just what mindfulness is. We're kind of past that. We didn't even discuss how to apply mindfulness. We're kind of past that, too. We are discussing a, in a seminar that we're going to be putting on for the administrators of my district and teaching them practical application as well as comprehension and understanding of what the importance of mindfulness is, which brings me to your question, Amanda from Edison. When is the best time to practice mindfulness and meditation? And here's the simple answer. Any moment throughout the day. Easy answer, simple, yet very difficult. And I'm gonna tell you why. Mindfulness, and I love this term because a simple definition, as we talked about in the first, uh, our first inaugural podcast, I believe, being present in the moment. That's the thing about mindfulness is being present in the moment. There is no time throughout your day that you need to actually plan to stop to practice something that you're already inside of. What you need to do, Amanda from Edison is you need to become aware. Now, here's the thing. And part of the seminar, what I'm going to give to these administrators is my, my, my uh, segment that I chose was the feelings, the thoughts, and the recognition of what mindfulness is. So here's the thing. When people start to get into a situation that is of negativity slash stress slash uh, hurt, something in their day that's causing them to feel anxious, defeated, pushed away. That leads to those feelings that will start to affect them. And then what they start to do is they start to push. They push those feelings. Either they push them down or they push them out. When they push them down, folks, you know what I'm talking about, folks. You push them down inside of you and you do one of two things. I, I, I don't need this right now. I'm going to push this deep down as I can and move forward and focus. Is that right? Is that wrong? I'm not here to tell you if that's right and I'm wrong. I'm here to tell you that's what happens. The other push that they do when they push down, they push down so hard that they shut down. They shut down and they change. Now, the opposite of that, the opposite person of that pushes out. That's when they take those negative feelings, those defeated feelings, and they push out and take it out on others. Now, why am I sitting here telling you these things, Amanda from Medicine? Because I'm going to tell you this. That is the exact time where mindfulness comes into play. You see, at that moment, that very moment that you're feeling that feeling, that negative, that hurt, that defeated, that stress, that's the time that you practice mindfulness. At the moment when you come to complete clarity and everything's in line and the stars are in line and your day's going the right, that's when you start to come to practice mindfulness. This very moment right now, Amanda from Medicine, when you're sitting here listening to this, that's when you practice being in the present moment, mindfulness. Meditation and mindfulness will be an ongoing spiral and it will go up and it will go down, but it will never stop moving. I'd rather use the word or the analogy of a roller coaster because being in the moment is a fun thing. 
you got to climb it. And then you got to drop. And the thing is, just don't derail. Don't get off. Keep riding. The best time to practice mindfulness and meditation is every moment of every part of your day. Like I said, that's the easy answer. But that that's the point, is that you should not be looking for the time. You should be wanting the time to be looking for you. And then you'll start to pay attention to the things in that moment to help go towards the most. What it's all about, mindfulness, is creating that balance between your physical, mental, emotional, and social domain. That, folks, is called triangle training. Future podcast. So Amanda from Medicine. It takes practice. You need practical application. There's a breathing techniques. There's uh, tools you can use. But the most important thing is to recognize what's happening in that moment right there. And then go into the next moment. And in time, you're going to you're not only going to want to be in the moment, stress, not stress, happiness, not happiness, up, down, left and right. You're going to keep riding that roller coaster because you want to. That's the best time to practice your mindfulness and your meditation of Manifest Edison. Thank you for that question. Great question. Yeah, amen, brother. Um, I think you hit the nail right on the head with that. Um, a man of medicine. And I, I think, like you said, Steve, if you just almost recap um, that all these experiences that you do encounter throughout the day, whether they are good or bad, I think without actually physically and mentally practicing mindfulness, you know, you're learning, you know, good practices of being mindful um, in certain situations uh, throughout the day. So I, I think all these experiences um, that we do encounter, um, you know, are definitely can help shape and, you know, kind of build that path. Um, and, you know, when there's a time where we feel like we need to relax and um, hit the refresh button and kind of, you know, analyze, you know, inside ourselves and, find that mindfulness um i think that there can be maybe certain times throughout the day where um you can hone in on that but from the time you wake up um to the time you um your head hits that pillow i think that there is definitely you know little things throughout the day that can help us be more mindful and kind of help craft those um mindful practices Absolutely. Amanda from Edison, thank you very much um, for your submission. Um, and let's keep it rolling. John Fanta from Cleveland um, is our last question here. What is the key? And I think this is going to be a great question because I think that we both can have different answers um, for where we are um, in different parts of our lives. What is the key to a healthy work slash life balance? So, Steve, um, I'll start off with you. Um, what is the key to find that healthy work-slash-life balance? John from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Listeners from uh, another state. Listeners from the, uh, almost in the Midwest of the United States. Wow, Warriors of the Good. <laughs> Corey, Warriors of the Good, spreading around the country. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't feel any better than that. Mm. Well, it's interesting, folks, because and John from Cleveland, Ohio, I want to thank you for being our third question and submitting this question. Uh, one of the common statements, if you walked into my health room with my students and um, my students sit in class and I'm teaching the students in health units and we're talking about different domains that will help them uh, with their health education. The very first thing that my students learn that I tie back to every single lesson that I can even tie back to what I was discussing before about mindfulness with Amanda from Edison's question is this the key to life and then my students would finish the answer is balance now John from Cleveland you 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 said that as a part of your question what do you think the key to life success uh, and what do you think the key to life and balance is to keep yourself successful, I believe, is the way you wrote it. The truth is, to find balance takes a tremendous amount of work. 
Now, when you go after balance, and this is one of our previous podcasts that I really enjoyed discussing, John from Cleveland, going after balance is something that's not going to happen to you in a euphoric sense that once you grasp the concept, you're going to be able to get it for the rest of your life. No. Going after balance is something that's going to be a lifelong journey. Notice I didn't say challenge. Because it's a journey. You'll grow. You'll disappoint. You'll have successes. You'll have failures. The journey of the balance is basically the journey of you looking at the person in the mirror and then through that person inside of you. So the keys to that, the answer to your question, number one, is to know what's inside of you first. That can help you in the physical domain, the mental domain, the emotional domain, and the social domain. Because, folks, I put it in a sense of triangle. That's what I call I've mentioned a couple times, triangle training. Physical, mental, emotional, and social. One affects the other. When one goes off, the other goes off. When one's in harmony, the other one's in harmony. When two are in harmony and one is off, it's all affected. The key in life is balance. Try to get all of that in balance, and it could last for as long as a day or as long as a week. So, John from Cleveland, you're going to have to begin that process by understanding who you are. For example, folks, I want to give you an example. If I was to give all of us a project and I was all of us to take a piece of paper, and Corey, I want you to answer the question we're about to answer. And I was going to say, we're talking about personality. Now, the definition of personality, folks, it's a unique blend of your characteristics physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. A unique blend. Put it all in a blender, your physical, mental, emotional, and social physical characteristics, and you have your personality. Now, the world we live in, people try to are identified by the personalities, except what should happen is our personalities should be identifying who we are. So, Corey, if I could, you could take one word from those physical, mental, emotional, and social uh, domains and put yourself into one word in that personality, what would that be? What would that one word be to describe you? Can you answer that question, Corey? One word that I would use to describe me, um, I, it is one word, but it, it is a uh, contract. I'm going to say kind-hearted. There you go. I'm good. I'm in. Kind-hearted. Folks, mine is passionate. Here's the thing. And John from Cleveland, once you figure that out, whatever that is, that one little statement, again, it doesn't have to be one. It could be a statement. It could be one word in each domain. Everything you do is based around that. Corey just proved to us, folks, in his last story, everything he does is based around the fact that he's kind-hearted. And he's proved that in the story when he sat there and got defeated. He got defeated by somebody coming in to give almost the students of a high school the ability to have some excitement, confidence going out. And he got defeated in that. And what happened? Well, guess what happened? His kind-heartedness affected a relationship with a teacher that, he, that forced them to pull him aside to say, guess what, Corey? You're going to make it because of your kind-heartedness. And if you folks, you can't tell how passionate I am when I talk on this podcast. I mean, that's what I live by everything. John from Cleveland, that's the answer. What you are inside the mirror, deep inside of that, inside of that person, that's the key to figuring out how to live healthy, how to live balanced, how to stay balanced when you go off balance. Because that person will be involved in every situation whether it's something of stress or something of happiness. Wow. Um, Steve, that is, as always, fantastically put. Um, and almost now, I guess, from my perspective as well, um, I, I, I think the, it is so in, uh, essential to have, um, you know, a balance between um, work and just life and, you know, your social aspect of everything. Um, and, expect, you know, you, you know, with your family. And I think it's, you know, when you do have a family, 
and a wife and beautiful kids, um, you know, your balances almost change. And, you know, in regards to what you have to do to find that balance. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes, you know, people can get so caught up with work, um, working around the clock 24 seven. My mom one time showed me an article and she said that as soon as you conclude work on Friday, um, you should almost put your phone away and turn all work notification related emails off. You know, release your mind from work. Um, and it's different, I would say, um, you know, with different fields of work that you're in. You may, you know, if you are in sports, which is, you know, seven days a week, uh, you may be working what feels almost seven days a week. But, you know, sometimes it, with me working in sports, uh, you know, I feel like I'm never working. But at the end of the day, you know, I am putting forth an effort um, and I'm giving my best when I do go to work. And as a result, you know, I can feel that um, sluggishness and fatigue after I am done. Um, But John from Cleveland, definitely, you know, one thing that I would suggest, um, you know, with finding, you know, that work balance is that um, if, you know, with your schedule and if you can find if it's maybe just an hour or two to, you know, do something um, that kind of strays away from work, um, but almost kind of calms your mind or releases your mind. Um, if let's say you are, you know, working in the sports industry um, and you love watching sports and you're around sports 24 um, seven, you know, maybe pick up a book Um Read, you know, a nice novel, uh, you know, about maybe something along the lines of like a Warriors of the Good um, life book or something that kind of may turn your steer your mind away um, from sports, maybe just for an hour, maybe even 30 minutes. Just that amount of time um, can just almost be a breath of fresh air. Um, maybe, you know, give your grandparents a call, check in on them, see how they're doing. Um, you know, maybe even your parents, if you haven't seen them in a while, um, if you, you know, that, that maybe moved out, um, for work, uh, this, that, and the third, I think that there are little things. And, and I know for those people that are busy, um, you know, that balance doesn't have to necessarily be 50, 50, mm-hmm. um, taking the time, Steve, um, definitely. And I do want to kind of throw, um, one more question back at you. Um, kind of based off what you were saying sure. and someone like me where I'm working hard, uh, single, do not have a significant other focused on my career right now um, and trying to find that balance between, you know, my friendships, um, you know, my family, this and the third in my work. Um, what do you think is different between maybe some of the you know routines that I have Um in contrast to someone who has a family um, and, you know, trying to have that life balance in regards to uh, with your kids and your wife and maybe, you know, do you feel that you have, you know, that Steve time or, you know, is that time that um, that balance that you are with your family um, almost that Steve time, if that makes sense. Corey, I'm going to blow your mind right now because the answer to that is there is no difference between where I'm at and you're at because, the truth is this, and the, and folks, the first the first few people listen to this, even I uh, can say to me, you're wrong because the point is, is that where I'm at, Corey, right now, is that I'm at a different life experience than you. So supposedly, according to what the world says, I'm supposed to be able to handle things better than you. Now, I'm not saying that's true, and I'm also not saying it's not. What I'm telling you is, is that there's no difference between what your balance journey is and mine is right now, the difference is the applicable parts. Yeah. Is it difficult balancing the fact of being able to be in a marriage uh, and give support, love, respect, time to my best friend, my wife, being a father, having the responsibilities of raising two girls in a world that we live in, being able to provide them with love, Knowledge, confidence, protection, being able to live my house and being able to go to a job and uh, come back to my house is rather what I should say and be able to provide it with money. 
pay bills versus what you're doing right now, trying to go to work and work and friends and trying to go to spend some social time. Corey, there's no difference between the integral, applicable parts of the balance. We're both going through our balance journey. Now, if there is something that I can share with you and folks, you too, John from Cleveland, when it comes to balance, and I've talked very passionately about recognizing who you are and utilizing that in everything that you do, don't just recognize it, but utilize it. But the next piece to the puzzle, and the only thing I can say from my life experience over you, because I've been there and done that, and you guys are, or Corey, you're on your way there and doing that, is don't hold anything in. Express it all. And that doesn't have to just be verbal. But if you can express it all, you're going to be telling yourself, which is telling the world what's inside of you. And you don't have to hold it in. That's the warrior of the good coming out in you, Corey. Well, there you go, my friend. Um, Fantastically put as well, as always. Um, And, you know, I think, like you said, um, at the end of the day, um, you know, we all strive for, you know, that one goal. And, you know, when we do find that work balance and maybe you, and this can almost kind of circle back to what Steve from Berkeley Heights um, was kind of saying, maybe, you know, finding or tips in regards to maybe that work balance may help um, his, you know, question in regards to, absolutely, um, you know, career and, you know, wanting out this, that, and the third. Um, but like you said, you know, when, um, you know, initially when I did ask that question, I may have thought that, um, our concepts were different in regards to that balance. But like you said, I mean, that's, that's why you're my partner, um, (laughs) long time brother. Um, just, that's right. Those, those kind of experiences, um, kind of coming full circle and making sense of, you know, finding that work life, um, and that balance and, Hey, that's what it's all about, uh, partner. And so submissions were fantastic. Episode eight, Warriors of the Good, question and answer is in the book, Steve. Uh, I don't know about you, um, but this definitely was one of my favorite episodes uh, that we've done so far here on the show. I I truly love the opportunity to respond to what our listeners had in store for us, Steve. Um, and I hope that the life experiences that we shared, uh, and kind of, you know, what we gone through, uh, what we went through rather, um, was, you know, hopefully able to answer what Steve, uh, Amanda and John all posed for us. Um, but what were your thoughts uh, just on this Q and a, uh, would you definitely, you know, want to do it again? This is, I really think that this was a fantastic segment, uh, and I'm sure that our listeners, uh, would love to hear another one down the road. Yeah, folks, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Corey and I are not claiming to anybody to be experts. Uh, and we're not trying to prove to anybody that we know it all. What we're trying to do is to do exactly what I said. And John from Cleveland's question is we're expressing. We're expressing that goodness that we know is inside of both of us. And we're trying to get you to do that for yourself. This was absolutely one of my favorite episodes. I would absolutely do this one again connecting with our folks i want to hear from more of you folks please tell your friends tell whoever tell strangers warriors of the good is out there we want to hear from the public we want to connect with them so then we can all together be in our roller coaster ride of the warrior of our own good and enjoy our ride a ride that made its all made its way all the way to the midwest as of now and we're looking to expand um, definitely, hopefully, our message being heard across the country, Steve. And um, I never thought um, initially that this dream would come to grow as awesome and as spectacular as it has. Um, and working alongside you every week um, and working with you throughout the week to come up with new concepts, um, new ideas, uh, new merchandise, possibly, for you fans, <laughs> um, is truly um, an opportunity and, you know, a chance that I wouldn't trade for the world. So partner, thank you again, um, for being so, uh, passionate and emotionally invested, uh, and 
giving the fans what they want uh, week in, week out, folks. Next Friday, uh, February 15th, we will return. We're making our return consistency, folks. That's key. Um, tune in to Warriors of the Good as we have a, another special guest uh, joining us on the show. Um, she is a guidance counselor from uh, Monroe Middle School um, and certified psychologist, better known as my beloved sister, Nicole Ponarolo. I'm really excited to have her join us, Steve, um, and almost break down, um, you know, like we said, we're not professionals, but certified she is. Um, and being a guidance counselor, uh, even though she deals with middle school students, uh, she knows how you know, our human mind operates. And maybe she can chime in and kind of give us some maybe new word of the day ideas or just some good characteristics um, that a warrior of the good um, should possess. So I'm really excited. Hopefully we, we can bring her um, on the show next week. Um, and just like that, episode eight, brother, in the books. Uh, it feels like yesterday, meeting of the mindfulness episode um, was out. But um, any last questions, comments, uh, or concerns from you, my friend, before we wrap up uh, episode eight, question and answer edition here on Warriors of the Good. To be a warrior, folks, is not something that is an easy path. But it's not something that's supposed to be easy, folks. It's supposed to be hard. Because you know why, folks? The hard is what makes it great. And I hope, folks, that you find your greatness in everything you do. There you have it. Find that greatness in everything you do, folks. Remember, next Friday, February 15th, we will be back. Give us a follow on Twitter, on social media. We're there. We're on there. Warriors underscore OTG on Twitter. Hey, you have a question and you missed the Q&A, feel free to shoot us a question at warriorsofthegood at gmail.com. Hey, we get one before next week. We'll be sure to answer it on the next episode, episode nine, word of the day to come next week. Thank you all for joining us on a spectacular installment of Warriors of the Good. Again, folks, Steve and I can't thank you enough. Um, the opportunity to serve you guys, ask the questions posed by um, Steve, Amanda, and John was fantastic. Um, and we are ready to take Warriors of the Good to the next level. Um, we're hoping that you guys are ready to hop on uh, with this journey for uh, with us as well. Uh, we're excited, and we are ready to keep this train rolling. Adios for now, folks. Enjoy your Monday morning. And we will see you next Friday. Good morning, everybody. Take care. Have a good one.